Yo, 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 yo. What's up, Atlanta? You already know what the deal is, player. You already see I'm sitting in the secret room at Third Eye Collective with that Lotus Eaters Club, though. What's going on, guys? Hey, hey, hey. Good morning. Hey, how you doing? So uh, I'm going to let you go around the table and introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Courtney Hicks. I'm Chris Alvarez. I'm Mario Daniel. And we're the Lotus Eaters. We are the some Lotus of them. Or some, some of the Lotus Eaters. Do you guys do art? We, Occasionally. We do. Occasionally. We do. We're mostly known for doing art. Yeah. <laughs> and, and some of us taking naps. I like to take a lot of naps. Basically, I'm sitting here with the Wu-Tang Clan of Atlanta Art. And... I just had to get that on record. I apologize. I'm just so I'm so attached to that moniker. So yeah, it was yeah. Very there, there may not be a whole lot of people out there who who really know about you guys personally. You know the club or who you are and what you guys contribute to the art scene in Atlanta. So uh, you know maybe you guys could tell a little bit about uh, who you are and what you do. Hi, I'm Courtney Hicks, and I'm an illustrator. Uh, my day job is I work as a digital illustrator on the FX show Archer. And your turn. Yeah, I'm Chris Alvarez. I'm an animator. I also work for, uh, I do animation for TVs and movies and murals for the Lotus Eaters Club. I'm Mario Daniel. I'm an independent artist, uh, illustrator. I also do murals and whatever else Lotus Eaters Club is doing, and it's fun. Yeah, if you, don't, if you don't know about us, the Little Cedars. Okay. We are in our collective here in Atlanta, and we uh, we just like to draw and drink and paint murals. We're just yeah. a small little family. A and bunch nap. Of, and yeah. nap. And nap. And nap. Real gang shit. Yeah. Woo. A little napping. Um, yeah. So we just like to uh, paint and have a good time. Okay. So is it? And I'm gonna ask this question to all three of you. Yeah. Rapid fire, right? Okay. Is it Super Mario Bros. or is it Legend of Zelda? Which Super one? Mario Which Bros. One? Okay, okay. Is it Bambi or Brave Little Toaster? Oh, Brave Little Toaster? <laughs> Gang. Talk about a throwback. I <laughs> love that movie. Okay. Yes, Brave Little Toaster, 100%. Is it, is it, is it Half-Life or is it Quake? Oh, it's Halo. It's Halo. <laughs> it's I never got into, I know they're amazing games. Yeah. I never got into those. Okay. I never got into Half-Life or Quake. I okay. played them both, uh -huh. but I never, uh, no. You spent more time with Halo? Yeah, I was a Halo yeah, obsessive. Okay, yeah. so did you beat Super Mario Brothers or Legend of Zelda first? Mario Brothers. Okay. For sure. But you eventually got to the, or um, you eventually got the Triforce, right? No. You never oh, got the Triforce. You don't admit that on camera. Listen, 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 guys. I'm a little bit older than you guys. Little. So this thing called puberty kicked in. Ah. And the Triforce wasn't as important <laughs> as the Triforce. Didn't you bring you a Who Framed Roger Rabbit game over to your first Oh, my God. Why are you bringing that up? <laughs> because that we're talking Nintendo about game? being older and mature, a Who Framed oh Roger God. Rabbit video game. All right. <laughs> do I gotta do this? Yes, you do. Yeah, you do. Who I, I gotta do up, this? So you gotta go yeah. ahead and lead in. Okay. Long story short, uh, when I was a kid, there was a game called on the NES called uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And this uh, was after puberty. He was playing this. Yes. Game. All right. So long story short, uh, I was pretty much the only boy on my block in my neighborhood for a good while. Okay. And I remember one of my friends. She had the NES, and I didn't have it yet. But I would get the games, and we would go over and play them. Long story. This is before Netflix uh, and chill. I see what's going on. Yeah. Three times. Long story short, three times. <laughs> it's not any story. Short get. story long. Uh, so I had the game. Uh, she basically coaxed me in to play the game. And I'm trying to play the game. 
And essentially, I got a taken advantage of. She was after the joystick. She was after she the joystick. To... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but <laughs> I, I have feelings about uh, NES and Super Mario. Right. I'm sorry yeah. to bring that up, Mark. But you got to play with some boobies. It was a good time after. Yeah, right? A and B, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's move on to something. Yeah, else. Okay, sorry. okay. So like, <laughs> did you did you just spend more time with Brave Little Toaster than uh, Bambi? You know, I watched them both a whole lot. I mean, I'm a big Disney fan, but early Disney's movies. You really like Disney? Have, Disney's like, the best. Disney is everyone's favorite. Our family favorite, but yeah, like I think Brave Little Toaster was just like, what are, you, what is this? Like now there's a toaster who has feelings for me, a child, and yeah. it's just like, it, I think it was more interesting as a child to be like, okay, the vacuum's alive and the toaster's alive yeah. and the blanket's alive. Plus, Bambi can take a sharp turn. Yeah, it yeah. and it's also one of those movies that's like, it's a very slow sort of. We don't really have an exact storyline. It's like, just look how fun these animals yeah. are having it for until you know murder and mayhem. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But yeah, they're both good. But Brave Little Toaster hit me different. There's there's a sequence in Brave Little Toaster where um, the late Phil Hartman voices a. Uh, air conditioning unit that's stuck in a wall, right? Ooh. And he's jealous of the, all the other appliances okay. in the house. Amazing. They can move around, yeah. but he can't. And he short circuits himself out of out of. He basically commits suicide Movies in front of these. Dark. And, I remember that. And that, that, that sequence dark. is very dark. Like yeah. we watched it the other day, and I was like, I was like, oh my god, this is like bad. Right? Yeah. And there's a uh, there's a sequence where uh, the TV in the new apartment is really the older TV from the, and they, they kind of reconnect. They're mm. like, TV or whatever. <laughs> and, and he's going through, uh, he's trying to get the master to go to the junkyard, and he's like trying to convince the thing, and he's pulling out all these porno magazines, right? And they have what? like, they have like triple X, like XXX magazines that he's like pulling out. Movie. No, so this, this movie was animated by a different studio. It wasn't an internal studio at all was it, it was an, it was an independent studio and then it was the rights were bought by disney and for the home video release right okay so it was kind of produced in this bubble outside of disney wow. and then when disney got it they censored it and everything because if i'm correct uh, that was um toy story what's the name of the guy who animator got sexual oh his john name Lasseter? Is, yeah john Lasseter. yeah i feel yeah. that was one of his first projects with with uh he was in charge of that it's uh it's just one of those you weird 80s animations that got sucked up you know for the home video rights and then they censored the crap out of it that's kind of like a lot of like stories and, and media for kids back in those days they will sneak in like yeah they're gods they did everything yeah, yeah like gremlins scarred me man yeah like they don't make stuff like that for kids anymore no. well so, gremlins yeah. was not for kids it, the, f- the first one was not for kids Grem- gremlins <laughs> was rated pg was it Yes, well, it, was, little, it was rated PG, and I was, a lot of people die in that movie. Yeah, a lot. yeah like well, they don't. This like, is before the PG thirteen rating. Though. Yeah, yeah, totally. Oh, that adds yeah. Up. yeah, yeah. So and, they don't make trivia. What was the movie that single handedly caused the need for that rating? Do you guys know the one that is cited in the industry? Terminator? No, no, no. no? I think it was Indiana Jones. One of the Indiana Jones. It's the second Indiana Jones yeah. movie. There's a sequence yeah. where they go in this guy's heart and they rip it out. That's right. Oh, that's yeah. right. And, and it was such a like a industry outcry. Parents were like, yeah. I can't believe this. So they created this intermediate between wow. R and mm-hmm. PG after that movie. Oh, that was a great yep. scene. And I, I can't remember the first movie that's rated PG-13. It's like some 
80s rom-com or something that oh, has the, the first PG-13 mm-hmm. rating. But wait, so they got mad about the heart reaching out. There were plenty of moments in that movie before then that people should have... It was so graphic, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was just graphic where yeah. they were yeah. like, this is pushing yeah. the, the boundaries or yeah. whatever. Like, kids were like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember playing it with all my friends. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> But I, I kind of miss those days when you can have like kids movies that were kind of dark, yeah, and subversive. Like, so yeah, like uh, I remember stuff like the Labyrinth had a lot of subversive stuff in it, mm-hmm. never in the story. Like, uh, what is it? The the Wolf Guy Gamork, mm-hmm. Mork, Harbinger of the Nothing. That hunt my dreams, man. Mm-hmm. Just those eyes in mm-hmm. a cave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fun yeah. scaring children. They don't do that anymore, but they should. So we had a run in recently with Lotus Eaters Club. They just painted two. Excellent murals here at the warehouse, which I will show on the screen really quick. Check this beautiful workout. Guys, thank you very much for putting this together for us. Thanks for having us. It's actually like the response that we've gotten from these are usually it's like shock, then amazement, Mm -hmm. then awe. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, can I take a picture in front of this thing? That's a good order of things. Yeah. Yeah. We like to provide uh, selfie opportunities for uh, residents of Atlanta. That's our, that's our primary goal for people to take selfies of themselves. Big selfie opportunity. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. So it's raining right now. Yeah. Hardcore. Big time. Y'all hear that? I hear it. It's we like brought a, the elements with AMSR. Us. ASMR? Yeah. Rain. <laughs> Tapping up the rain. So very softly. Neither one. You're making rain sounds? Rain sounds. Yeah. Rain sounds. I'll take it. Watch the pollen off. Yeah, seriously. And I was looking at you guys' Instagram before you guys got here. You guys have been doing art at the Met for like a couple of years now, right? Yeah. 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 Since uh, three years. We were here for three years. Yeah. Yeah, originally. Funny, we were in the same area and they didn't know that. Yeah. Yep. We were in the Mutiny Studios right across the way. Did you guys we- have a studio at Mutiny that you guys worked out yeah. of? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I've never been over there. Unfortunately, I missed the event. What's it like over there at Mutiny? Oh, it's really cool. It's it's really just a um, a big art collective where uh, it's a huge warehouse, and uh, JP, the guy who runs it, uh, started creating JP started creating uh, small art units, affordable art units um, for artists, for artists yeah. and it was it worked out for us very well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. AMSR, checking <laughs> up the sounds, raindrops dripping on my head. I suck with my hands mm-hmm. I'm, I'm such a digital artist that drawing things on paper never really made sense to me i was never really like proud of anything that i drew outside of stick figures on my homework back in the day so i never really gravitated towards that but where did where did your love and appreciation come from actually creating stuff with paint and pencils mm-hmm. paper yeah not a computer my grandma like she was an artist and uh, i remember growing up watching her just doodle things in her little book and stuff. And then, like, I would go visit her or she would, like, uh, babysit me and then I'd see her painting and draw. She had, like, her easel and stuff. And I'm like, I'm going to draw that. I'm going to try to do what she's doing. And I found I had a knack for it. So it just kind of started from there. There's more to it than that. But, yeah, I watched my grandma paint. And it was, yeah, she was pretty dope. That's beautiful. What, yeah. what kind of art was she into? Uh, she would do, like, still life type stuff. Mm-hmm. So she would, she can paint you. Ooh. MSR. Uh, she she can paint you like she can paint and draw anything. I don't I don't have that particular ability, uh-huh. but uh but yeah she still life type stuff. She'll paint that, draw that, that. <laughs> she'll paint that plant. She paint, paint, paint this remote. You know what I'm saying? Phone, iPhone stuff like that. I don't know. I'm I'm still trying to crack the code on that. 
Did so, you did you follow it up with a, a formal art education? No, actually. Okay, here's we can get into this. I got a good story. I got a good story. Let's get uh, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to go to art school, but other things in life happened. I went into the military okay. as opposed to going to art school. But yeah, that's the... Thanks for your service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, let, yeah. Them, I let them tell their origin story and we can get into my ass later. Cool, but, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, it was very... Uh, I think like most artists, really, is, I, I enjoyed drawing as a kid. Okay. And I just never stopped. At the end of the day, you just keep growing up and mm-hmm. enjoying drawing. And uh, I did go to school for it. I went to school for animation. Okay. Um, and that was the goal. Uh, I wanted to draw cartoons and work making uh, TV shows and movies. And uh, I made it happen. Thank, yeah. Thanks yeah. Wood. Now, yeah. Now you just um, ruined all the microphones. No, nah, I did. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is that how it works? No. <laughs> Apparently, uh, Adam 22. <laughs> Apparently, Adam Twenty Two on No Jumper like will just rage quit if you tap the table on his show. Oh. Yeah, that's like a thing. Like oh. he's, it's in your lap, he, man. he's been like, because, but not me. I'm cool with it, man. You can tap on the table. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, so to me, I feel like a lot of um, I have the same story as many many other artists. I just always enjoyed drawing as a kid. I will draw on the walls. I will draw under the table. A- any piece of paper. Okay. And you just, I just never stop. You just keep growing and you just keep drawing and eventually um i got to a point where I was like I, I need to make this a career so uh-huh. i started I, I went to animation school and got a degree on it okay and now i'm making movies and tv shows and life with computers mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. that's cool man as for me um about the same thing i mean i think we all kind of figure out when we're children that it's just something we enjoy doing mm-hmm. Uh, my father always says that the first time he realized I was going to be an artist was when I was maybe about five and I started crying for some reason. I either got in trouble or I fell down. I started crying and he watched me and I stood up and I ran to our stove in the kitchen because I had a very reflective side to it. Uh And I looked at myself crying in the reflection and then I started drawing a little girl crying and he was like, as soon as she did that, I knew that she was going to be an artist. That's magical. Yeah, it was. And then uh, drawing on my papers and tests all in school and I got points taken off the test because (laughs) I drew. And then eventually, (laughs) like in middle school, I started getting points added on to the test because the teachers liked my doodles on the side. So, you know, at a certain point, I realized, like, you can take this somewhere. <laughs> that like, universe yeah. dough. <laughs> exactly. I think it'd be break down to, like, none of us really want to work hard. Mm-hmm. We just want to yeah. draw. <laughs> Make our art. So what is, uh, do you do you do a lot of work on the computer, Mario? Uh, here's the funny thing about it. Uh, I didn't do anything digitally until I met these guys. So <laughs> literally, one, well. out of the Lotus Eaters group, I'm the old man of the group. Okay. So I'm, I'm older than everyone by at least a about 20, 20 years easily. Yeah, about 20, <laughs> about 20 years easily. So Easily. I'm the, I'm the old man. Of the, OG. Uh, yeah, old man do it. But yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> But yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit older than everybody else in the group. So I didn't really grow up doing things digitally. Uh-huh. Uh, I was more uh, pencil and paper, pen and paper and stuff. And uh, as like, so when I started working with these guys, they're like, hey, man, you got to switch to digital. You got to do this. You got to do that. So they, they, they literally taught me how to do stuff digitally. Okay. So within the last three or four years, I've been doing digital art. And he ran yeah. with it quick, and now he's overpassing everybody. Oh, oh no. shit. Not yet. Not, not yet. Not but, 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 uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good at it. I'm, I'm decent at it. And stuff, but all thanks to these guys. I mean, guys, if you have so. the artistic skills, I feel like if it you're doesn't inclined. matter what. Yeah. It's just learning if, the nicks and knacks of the to program. To me, it's the difference between like uh, knowing how to ride a bike, and then somebody says, here, drive a car. 
Okay. It's still the same principle. You're still on a machine. It's just you're on a more you complicated. I thought he would have said motorcycle. What well, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, now, now I can just like run over pedestrians and stuff like that artistically. Yeah, with your art, art but skills. yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, I start. I, I didn't do digital, and then uh, these guys kind of taught me the ropes at it, and now well, I'm okay at it. I'm okay. Did you have to uh, get used to using any kind of artistic peripherals like a, the Wacom tablet or the pencil yeah. or anything like that? Uh, yeah, I started with a Wacom. Um, it, it was kind of weird at first because uh, just kind of the, the hand-eye translation of digital. And then once you get used to it, it's like riding a bike. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then once you get the tablet, when you're actually drawing on the tablet and stuff, it's, it's far more easier. You know, it's, it's like it's for those people who are still kind of doing pencil and paper, I would say try to switch over because it's much more intuitive mm -hmm. than you would think it would be. And plus, you, you save some trees, man. You know? Yeah. He, he says yeah. that, and part of me is like, all I do is computer nowadays. And, mm -hmm. and like, no, do, do, do traditional art. Do yeah, traditional yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Draw on the paper. Yeah, you, you do both. Balance. You do both. Yeah. But just for volume. Like, uh, I would say, uh, like, when I'm just getting ideals out, I will sometimes go to digital before I go to paper. Okay. Because I even with uh, when I'm just sketching uh, with digital, I can use that same thing that I draw in and just like do copies of it yeah. and adjust and stuff. You can work it out easier digitally. Yeah. Like you don't need to worry about erasing a lot of things. Yep. You can adjust you the sizes easily. Yeah, you can undo. You can undo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. still try to undo <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. if I sketch yeah, something yeah. wrong. So I'm, I'm very much uh, into digital now. I, I, I can say now it saved me money on paper and certain supplies and stuff like that. So yeah. Money on paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, I'm old. I'm a cheap bastard, okay? And <laughs> hey, we saving that paper money, y'all. Saving that paper money. Saving trees, <laughs> saving paper. It's important. It is important. You're saving the world right now. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, where do you guys grow up? In Georgia? No. Not, well, you did. I did, but you got a more interesting story because you I grew are... up in Madrid, Spain. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I came to the States when I was 17 years old. Okay. And uh, I've been here ever, ever since. I've been in Atlanta over 15 years now, so it is home. Okay. I tried to go home as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Tell them the drinking age. Oh, in, in Spain. In, in when Spain. I was growing up in Spain, it was 16. Okay. And tell, tell them how, when you came to the States, how frustrated you were about the... the <laughs> Extremely. The, the <laughs> and it seems like such a pity to complain about, but I, I remember know. coming here... And I just surpassed the legal drinking age in Spain, and oh. I moved here. And I was like, what do you mean I can't have a beer? I have to wait until I'm 21. You get mm -hmm. the fuck out of here. Yeah. yeah. When yeah. you're getting drunk off your ass at 14, then, yeah. you know. Welcome yeah. to America. <laughs> you can drink. Well, you can drink. This man was getting wet, wet, like, back then and shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can, I can imagine this dude was like 14 years old getting yeah. that. Oh, he was. He's got oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Hair on his chest and shit. It's important. Yeah, yeah. it's it, very it. important. Yeah. yeah. And you've been, you grew up in I, Georgia all your life? I, I grew up in Georgia for pretty much all of my life. Okay. Uh, my family, they are pretty much everywhere in Atlanta. Like, uh, deep roots. Uh, my mom, she, my mom and my aunt and them and my uncles and stuff, they went to school with Gladys Knight and some of the pimps. Uh, <laughs> that way, I, I'm, about to I'm about to name drop. I'm, about, I'm not gonna name drop a, a lot, but I will say this: my grandmother was baptized for MLK Senior. That's so, beautiful. Yeah. Like I am a letter, hundred percent. That's all I gotta do, man. <laughs> That's it. Okay, court. 
Well, I'm from uh, outside of Philadelphia, Orland. Born or, well, born in New Jersey, but okay. then, you know, uh, Philadelphia until I got the job with Floyd County for Archer. Okay. And then I moved down here for that uh, six years ago, I guess now. Damn. Yeah. And Atlanta's amazing. It really is a great city, especially for the art scene. Uh-huh. It, that Archer studio is down here in Georgia? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's an Atlantic station. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah. we're secretive about it. Okay. Yeah, we don't we don't promote the location. She or, says oh, okay. while she's on a podcast. <laughs> it's on. It's in Atlantic <laughs> Station yeah. somewhere. Secret. In Atlantic right. Station. You'll never find it. Somewhere. somewhere. <laughs> Atlantic Station. It's the outdoor mall. Uh, it pretty much is. And oh, it it is an outdoor mall. Yeah. 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 I think that's what it's happens. colloquially referred to as. Maybe. Is the, that what it's called? The yeah. outdoor mall. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, it's, that's that's it what is. it is. We've got a giant H and M. That's all you really need. Uh-huh. That's all you need. <laughs> giant H and M. You can get like uh, street food, but it's not really street food. Are there food trucks over there? Sometimes. Sometimes. Uh, during the summer, they early, were doing early. this thing where they were they bring food trucks every Thursday or something yeah, like that. I haven't that, seen but, them in a while. Okay. Sucks. But yeah. Do you guys get a chance to like? cruise over to regal cinemas and like catch a movie oh, yeah all oh, yeah. the time that's like the best move mm-hmm. you guys yeah. like hype for uh avengers next week yeah i was hearing stories of like tickets have been sold out for two weeks and people yeah. reselling their tickets on ebay yeah and he blows my mind i'm like it's a fucking movie You're gonna yeah. see no, listen, somebody's listen. gonna ruin that experience with a yep. cell phone very quickly yeah. <laughs> those movies are the new my, uh, my mom calls it she watched her uh, soap operas and she her called stories. her stories <laughs> uh-huh. her stories like the the MCU MCU movies are my stories. Okay, yeah. So I I can now like commiserate with my mom. She's like, I was watching One Life to Live in Santa Barbara. I'm like, yeah, I was watching Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, you like, the same thing. I don't feel so good, Mister Stark. Listen, listen, I ain't saying I cried. No, no, I ain't no. saying I cried. Don't tell me. I, I, didn't, I didn't cry, but my eyes got moist. But I think it was the AC it's inside the movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just the AC in the movie theater. That's all. Okay. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So back in 2017, the pre-sale tickets went online for Star Wars: The Force Awakens, and it crashed the website Fandango. Mm-hmm. And so they were doing damage control in their IT department around the clock, trying to get the site back online and whatnot. And it prompted the like CEO to come out and say it's not going to happen again for the, the subsequent Star Wars movie. And so they basically built an, a team that is just handling the volume, the traffic for the ticket sales, right? And so this same team has grown uh, exponentially for the Avengers Endgame and release, right? It's still crashed. It probably crashed for the first what is it? Uh, Infinity War. Yeah. But mm-hmm. this one, it hasn't crashed yet. This is still okay. holding. So he's come out yet again, and he's like, basically, he's like, "Yo, this team we built over here that's handling these ticket sales, it ain't going down, yeah. bro." <laughs> and it hasn't. So they've done two hundred and I mean, they project a two hundred and seventy million dollar opening weekend, it. which is technically the largest uh, I mean, opening weekend of all time. I'm gonna make a prediction. I think it's gonna do three hundred opening weekend. Is three hundred million? Even possible for an opening weekend. That's what we're wondering. It, you know, yeah, because are they, are they opening? Are they opening up in China? Uh, it's going to be open thing. in China, and they're actually yes. adding show times on Thursday, Friday morning, like okay. 3 a.m., 5 a.m., just to handle the traffic. If you factor in, if you factor in China, it can pull a 300. I think you could pull a 300 I, with China. 
So yeah. Go go Disney. Go yeah. go I corporate mean, oh. overlords. Yeah. <laughs> Does Disney even like notice it anymore with all the money they're constantly oh, just man. raking in from everything they own? They own oh, everything, man. bro. Everything. Who would do who's in charge of Disney? I could I could just totally imagine he's sleeping on a bed of money. His, right the now. CEO is Bob Iger. Bob Iger. Oh, uh-huh. that guy is definitely sleeping on money. And oh, he definitely not can't. even enjoying it, just sleeping. Not even enjoying it. He's so used he to it. He doesn't want other people touching yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. He just like got like a roll of hundreds on his like his, uh, <laughs> his in pillow. his bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, he walked down to the offices of Dice and was like, "If y'all fuck Star Wars up one more time, <laughs> we're taking it away from you guys. We're taking the license away from y'all's studio. We don't need another Battlefront fiasco." Oh when you can flex that big. But it doesn't really matter if it's good or not. People are gonna see it. People are gonna go. People are gonna see it Star might- Wars. Anything, yeah, and they might yeah. not like it, but you already bought the ticket. And yeah, you're like I don't, seat, I don't so. care if it looks bad. I'm still gonna go see it. Yeah. Did you guys see that? J.J. Um, Abrams is gonna retcon the decision that yes, Buddy made in the second R- one. Ryan Johnson. Yeah. yeah. What happened? Ryan. So, long story short. All right. Who, right. All right long story, I'm, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get nerds. You're uh, the worst summarizer. I am. Yeah, it's gonna be a long. <laughs> time. Okay. I right. short Settling. short summer, uh, summary. So J.J. Abrams did the first movie. Mm-hmm. He set up a bunch of stuff. Yep. Um, like more like the mo- the main thing that he set up was who is Ray's parents, the main character mm-hmm. in uh, the new Star Wars. Ryan Johnson said there were uh, nobody. nobody. Yeah, there were nobody. Uh, J.J. I'm thinking is gonna. Change some things See, and and fine. make her somebody. I never understood the reason why they chose. Uh, I'm so sorry. No, do your thing. Why they why they showed pick three different directors from the beginning to the, bad, and I assume bad, they will be working oh, on oh, the same. Not page. only did they choose three directors, they chose some guy. He did Brick. Second, yeah. He did one other movie, yeah, and then he did Star movie. Wars. So they basically just plucked some guy. Yeah. To handle the biggest movie franchise yep. of all time. He's not <laughs> some guy. But the problem was, is that, uh, like, J.J., he's very much about nostalgic, like, uh-huh. bringing about nostalgia. And then, he, in a certain way, he's kind of like a protege of Steven Spielberg and George Lucas. Um, and then they bring in Ryan Johnson. His whole career is about subverting genres. So he'd do something like Looper, which is time travel. He had uh, a movie called Brick, which is kind of like a Brick noir. Was great. Yeah. It's great. Amazing. It's great. But he, his whole thing has been, I'm going to do a genre, but I'm going to twist it, turn it on his head. So they hire him for Star Wars. And what you think he's going to do? He's going to twist it. Yeah, he's going to twist it. Oh, he's going to oh. subvert your expectations. When really, like all Star Wars, people who are fans of Star Wars, man, just, just give me what I want. Like, yeah. give me some lightsaber fights. But yeah. Give me some Skywalker. Yeah. People complain about that sort of thing, too. I feel like you gotta, if you're if you're gonna be asking for our money again, like, sure, throw some nostalgia, but like. I, I get I, 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 I get that, but I think uh, it's gotta be like a balance. So, my like thing the is, it's, the ha- it's kind of the handoff. Like, when JJ did a, um, what is it, The, the Force, Force Awakens. Awakens, he set some things up. Don't, don't go in trying to, like, can we curse? Yeah. Don't go in trying to like put your own shit into the like the guy handed it off to you. It's like a relay race. Uh huh. Like take the baton and run with it, and then give it to the next guy. Don't go trying to do your own. So what's the point now? Now they're they're setting up the parents going back to yeah. They pissed off the fans so much Mm -hmm. that JJ is like going to do fan service and and actually give Ray's parents a backstory. I think that's be alive then. Well, so I think in, in the greater context, if you if we were to watch these three movies independently of knowing what's going on behind the scenes, 
you probably, I mean, it would have been easy to dismiss like, oh, Snoke was just saying some shit to piss her off, yeah. right? But instead, they were that was canon. But yeah. you could just dismiss it that it wasn't canon. It was like a line of dialogue meant to throw the lead or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I'd be totally fine with her parents being nobody. I mean, it's about her. Like yeah. I mean, it like I feel like that's an inspiring yeah. story where it's like you don't need to come from yeah. these fans. I, I agree with just, that. Yeah. yeah, I agree with but that. I anybody do, can wear the force. I do agree that in the first movie, all I got was that feeling of. Who are her parents? Where yeah. Oh, I didn't think about it more than oh, five seconds. That's my that's my main issue. Is like you set up a bunch of these questions, and then the next movie you kind of say eh, you disregard them. Whatever, like, eh, throw it away. Don't worry about it. No, man, don't leave me hanging. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Give, give me something. Like even if her parents are nobody, just to show that you thought about it. Yeah, that you, that you didn't just like overlook it. Yeah. And, yeah. It's like if her parents are somebody, like that's fine if they're somebody, but at least show them. Uh-huh. You know, don't leave me wondering. But the the thing that he did that kind of made me mad was they told me that she's nobody. Her parents are nobody. Okay, just show me. Like don't but, don't 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 hide it. Just show. If they're a bunch of junk traders, if they're a bunch of junk traders, show the junk traders. Well, why? You know? Why do you need to see the junk just, traders? Just so just so you can finalize that question. I want finality. If you're gonna tell me something, just show it to me and I can accept it and move on. But the way he did it was. She went to the, like the secret dark side cave, and she went to go look for the answers. And all she touched the mirror, and then there was like a bunch of. But like, then see, they don't explain. It's too but no, I do. I disagree. Sorry. Okay. We got bigger. Like I feel like vagueness <laughs> is important. I feel like sometimes it. trying oh, to shove to every it. detail down everyone's throat. Mm-hmm. It's like let the audience just sort of think what they want. Sometimes don't hand feed us everything. Like I can accept some mystery. Uh-huh. I can like float over some mystery. Just I disagree. Like, no, I, I, did, I, did, I, I Let's I, switch seats. Let's switch seats. I totally <laughs> I disagree. Let Courtney. me add him. Not only do I disagree, after this interview, yeah, man, you're going to thumb way. wrestle. <laughs> that was so We're going to thumb wrestle. All right, we've done this. You, you know, know. Are so you know what you should do? You, did you, you, should, you should do an artist interpretation mural of what you think her parents look like. Before the movie comes out, okay, okay. That way They're you'll get all that traffic. They, they are nothing. And, and Just you, nothing. you know what I'm gonna do? What? Her junk traded parents are gonna be Obi Wan Kenobi. Ah, that's right? not canon, Mario. I, People listen, are listening to I, this. I can make it whatever. I can make it whatever, oh, make it whatever I so want. So many angry comments. I know. Her dad is Obi Wan Kenobi. He's at Do It Do It League. Her mom's Pat me. On Instagram. <laughs> listen, DM him. That's a great DM handle, him. by the hey, way. Yo, yo, listen. Don't come at me, okay? <laughs> okay. I'm still from Atlanta. I'm still from the west side. Don't come at me. Yeah. Okay. Old man, do yeah. it. Yeah. I put it on. <laughs> you. ready for it. I put it on you, man. We can have some thumb wrestling. Yeah. Okay. You're not I, prepared. But listen, I'm, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say this about Star Wars, and then we're gonna leave it alone. <laughs> oh. Okay. Oh, we're last word is that? Last word. Moving on. Drop the mic. Last word is, Courtney. I'm right, and you're wrong. That's fair. Just DM him. Give him your opinion. You heard it first, right here in the secret room. He's right. She's wrong. We're in the oh, secret. Oh, okay. <laughs> topic. Let's talk about the sixth sense. I've got some opinions. <laughs> Man. So speaking of the sixth sense, did you guys see? Did you guys see us? Yes. No, not yet. Jordan oh, Peele's yeah. us. Okay, so that's another good one. That yeah, it's a very good so movie. Do you guys ever do any artwork that's inspired by movies directly? Like, have you guys um, done a movie poster or anything like that? Hmm. Uh, not the indirectly inspired. Okay. Like I, I've done stuff where, uh, it, like, uh, I have a character called Cthulhu Brown. It's kind of like a combination of Charlie Brown and H.P. Uh, Lovecraft's. Oh yeah, uh, Cthulhu. So sometimes I draw little pictures of him, like as character. So I've done him as Star Wars characters. Uh, I've done him as a, what's the character's name? Eleven. 
from, oh, from Stranger Things. things. So, yeah. yeah, I've done that, but very rarely. Yeah, I've so, done the same thing where I do characters I like from movies, but mm-hmm. not so much a poster yeah. okay. or not so much. Yeah, your pigs. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, not so much recently, but yeah. Your, your pigs are great. Like mm, all yeah. the different variations that you uh, do. Three years ago, I did this project just to push myself where I drew a pig every day. Okay. And ended up just being a mashup of pop culture. So we just like movie characters as pigs. Oh, nice. So I ended up with 365. Did you do the, the Pulp Fiction Hitman? I sure did. I, yes. Yeah, <laughs> I sure did. did. Name and, and it. Like I've here, done here's it. it the, here's like, the cherry on top. So his thing is drawing little piggies. And this guy is officially... The last, uh, I am. the last Bacon King of yes. Bacon Fest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dad's Garage. Yeah, at Yo. Dad's Garage. He's the, he's so officially the last. He king just of told all of us that fest. at the same time, so we all just heard that. But <laughs> but I'm gonna need you to elaborate on that for everybody. That's a good story. Uh, bacon Fest was a it was a festival by Dad's Garage. It was a fundraiser that they held every year, where uh-huh. it was pretty much all you can drink beer and all you can eat bacon. Okay, uh, sounds pretty fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, like heaven on earth, I would say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every year we would um, volunteer with them and do like ugly caricatures or like, you know, some form of drawing for them, you know, in their boots. Yeah. Which uh, also, I guess, shout out to Dad's Garage. Yeah. a wonderful Ooh, establishment here in Atlanta, they're Georgia. The they do theater and improv comedy. And it's really, they're amazing people. Thank you for clogging my arteries every year. Yeah. Yep. You killing but, us. Uh, yeah. They held uh, last year, they held a uh, bacon uh, fest uh, challenge. And I won. Yeah, bacon. Here, okay, he left out the best parts. Oh, so yeah. there's a Get bacon it. eating challenge that we didn't know was about to happen. And we had just finished drawing. So we're outside and you're already pretty drunk. And we're just out there. We just there hear the announcement go. like, okay, we're about to have the contest. Going to crown bacon king and queen, whoever can eat these two containers of bacon the quickest. And Chris is just standing over there, just sort of watching. And like, right when they were about to start, he was like, I think I could do that. And he just <laughs> runs over. And there's such a crowd, like none of us could see where he went. And then we just hear, like bacon king and we just see chris turn around with a crown like mouthful of bacon <laughs> so much confidence it, yeah. it was pretty great I, I, I know i can put bacon in my mouth bacon king though that's high he's praise the, he's mm-hmm. the last bacon king so and now they do a carnival and it's pretty great yeah mm-hmm. i think they stopped bacon fist because of him they shut yeah. it down yeah it's, it's, I, bro- I broke it they're like no <laughs> no man no one man should have all that power Nobody should have the ability to eat that much bacon. You still got the crown. I just want to know where the footage is, man. <laughs> no footage. Yo, if you were at Bacon Fest last year and you got cell phone footage of my man's eating bacon, I'm going to need you to send that to the show. I'll take a picture. Like, still framed, hang up in our home. Mm-hmm, bacon mm-hmm. King. See, it's, it's like it's those accomplishments you just want to take with you throughout life, you know? Yeah. Just live with that confidence, the Bacon King confidence. The Bacon King. Just, just imagine important. 20 years from now, when you're, you, you've got your kids, you're married and all that stuff, and be like, Dad, what's that sitting on a shelf? Just like, come here, son or daughter. Let me sit on my lap. Let me, let me tell, tell you. Tale. Let me tell you a tale. In the year of 2017, your father ate so much bacon <laughs> that he crowned him the king. Of bacon fest, and I'll be standing in the doorway, just shaking my head. No, you, you, you just, you have a proud look on your face, just like a proud mama, like, yeah, your that's father, my man. Your father did that. Your father did mm-hmm. that. So, can you tell us about Archer and what it was like working on that show? Uh, it's very fun. I mean, it was the coolest job I could have gotten, like right out of school. Like, 
I'd never heard of a Wacom tablet somehow. Uh, okay. Like, I don't, I'm not sure how I got through life not knowing that, but when I found out I could draw directly on a screen, it was like artistic magic. Okay. So yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. The crew is really cool. It was um, a smaller team when I first started, and now we're picking up a lot of projects, so mm. the place is growing very quickly. Mm -hmm. But just really cool people just working with artists all day and drawing a show that is hilarious. So I got to read the so scripts, like cracking up as I drew. It was the best. What network is that show on? FX. But I think it's FXX now. Did that officially happen? I don't know. Yeah, who owns that network? Is that, is that a Fox network? I think so, yeah. yeah I, th I think it's sense. all like Fox Effects. It's a Disney network. <laughs> Aren't we all? For Disney phones. Did Disney buy the television business too? I think so. I think so, yeah. I, I think the only thing they didn't get is the sports and uh, news. Yeah. Who cares yeah. about that? Yeah. You, so. you, yeah, you work for Disney yes. kind of. <laughs> no one like. When was the last time you saw a training media that you enjoyed? Oh, still though. <laughs> Disney, I just I hear Starbucks gets a little out of the box creatively with their training videos when they sit people down. I believe that. Oh, yeah. They call their... Um, the third space. Have y'all heard about that? No. Starbucks. Okay, so you're either at home, you're at work, or you're in the third space. And that's where people come to work at Starbucks in the third oh, space. Get the fuck out of here. And that's, that's their internal agenda that they're pushing. They're like, when you see people there working or just coming there to work, you got to let them work because they're in their third space. They could have been at home, they could have been at work, but they chose to come here. I never, understood, I never understood people that fully spend time at coffee shops to work because uh -huh. maybe it's just me because I'm such a home person uh -huh. and I'm like if I can be home why would I be at a coffee shop yeah. so, and, and of course everybody's different and maybe you maybe you, you work, it at home or your roommate you're out or, looking for a lady artist and you you know maybe you know hang that you're out. working on yeah. your newest novel but right no, I just every time I see people and they're like fully working at Starbucks, I'm like, I don't know why. But then it's also like maybe you live with roommates and it's like eh. maybe yeah. or you just hate home. Or you need internet access. There's yeah. also that. There's there's also that is a good reason. Like if you have roommates and you just kind of you want to be out of your yeah, place. Yeah. Now, have you seen these people that pull up to Starbucks with a whole iMac? <laughs> yeah, and that's another person. I'm like, how? Why? That's, that's too much. Technically, a desktop computer that yeah. they're bringing with yeah. them to. Uh, I've seen it. I've been like, you get wow. it, man. Get it. You send those emails, god damn it. Right? Yeah. In public. Let them know. Okay, I have seen people in Starbucks bring, like, blankets and a little pillow. Okay. And they, like, get in a little nook. So, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. That's weird, though. I, I, I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, the third space, it's man. The whole, yeah, don't the mess with space, them, Mario. Space, space, the whole company, they invaded a whole language. Well, not a whole language, but... <laughs> Venti, Grand. Venti, tall, Grand. Mm -hmm. Oh, Does I can't it, stand it. Uh -huh. You deliberately go, like, small. Yeah, because it's fucking small. Tall? No, I want small. I want a small. <laughs> You're like, sir, it's... It's uh, here in the third space. No, no. Pisses me off. That's uh, that's kind of what we've done with Third Eye. We've kind of, you know, like people definitely come here to. No, this is the third space. Have that third space kind this of. This is the real third space. It's secret room. It's such a dope place. I don't yeah, know. Really Have you guys shown, shown uh, tours of what this space looks like? It's Usually, so so dope. We, so we used to have this place open, uh, front and back, and it was set up like a boutique. Mm -hmm. Back in 2013, when we first got started, we actually were blowing glass in that garage. Oh. We had little glass blowing stations, and we would make wire wrap jewelry, pipes, and things of that wow, nature. Damn. And we would yeah. vend at like Counterpoint Music Festival, and uh, like we did the Iris thing at the, um, like EDM when you know when yeah. EDM was like you know. Mm. Was there a lot of food traffic back then? Because I feel like this place is blowing up now. Yeah, about five years ago. Nah, nah it wasn't. This would have yeah. been. 
like if we were still doing that now, it would be crazy. At some point, the previous owners of the Met were like, "That's way too many explosive materials yeah, in one little area." Now, now we had it all like professionally set up and yeah. whatnot because there were like little stations. We had all the, the gas routed the right way. I believe but that you guys do everything right. They were just like, "It might be a little too dangerous or something." So, and then everybody grew up, got married, and had kids, and, yeah, and, and then it was there. like not cool to be hippies and do hippie shit so anymore. You're not so. Nah, I mean, you can get a bowl. I mean, if you need a bowl, I mean, let me know. But it's like, let's see. I always we're not like manufacturing them, but we would do like all this custom glass here and stuff. And that was like old Met. Now this is like new Met. Yeah. Like they wouldn't let us throw events here, the previous owners. We would have security. We would have to have security or something like that. Oh, we know. Yeah. We're really trying to throw more yeah. video game tournament, or I am. Oh, you should. That's sick. Yeah. And this is the perfect I, space I think for it's going to happen. Nice. So I just got um, a bunch of PlayStation 2s. I got like four of them, right? And I'm going to soft mod all of them and get like a LAN uh, Outrun thing going on. I'm a big Ooh. Sega Outrun fan. That's like right. my favorite video game. So Outrun 2006 is like this racing game. And it was set up in the arcades for four cabinets to be right next to each other so four people could all put quarters in and play. So I'm going to recreate that using the PlayStation 2 version. That's and awesome. That's really and cool. it's like we could go Gran Turismo, yeah. but I'd yeah. rather do... They changed the car for license yeah. issues. Yeah, Ferrari took yeah. that license back. Uh-oh. Um, that's <laughs> actually, if you buy the original yeah. Outrun on the Switch, they had to make a custom sprite that is not the Testarossa. Yep. Uh, yeah, I don't like it. I, I don't like the taillights on, on it. I, I had to, it had to warm up to me. You know, the cool bet, thing about yeah. it, you said that your chair that you're sitting in, it's pretty yeah. much like a, a, a race car chair. Yeah. It's pretty dope. Thanks, I'm man. Our, this is my gaming chair. It's cool. There's I like it. Of water I get mad headshots in this chair. <laughs> so are you guys excited about all the change upcoming to the Mets? We, I've heard rumors of a coffee shop and, like, yeah. maybe yeah. a laundromat. Nothing. Yep. Ooh, laundromat. Uh, like, is the people... line going to be connected? Now, that I don't know. It, I hope so. I feel like that just so. makes sense. Yeah, they want foot so. traffic because no one else is really mm. coming up. It would be mad large. I know there's, I mean, the train station next door is like the biggest. Yeah, and I know it's right there. I've heard that they, they've been talking of doing a bridge from the Mora to here. Dude, that would be that would, next that would be level. I have, a, I have a story about that particular train station. The uh, West End train station. PG. When I was 17, uh, I got robbed at the West End train oh, station. Oh, rip. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Please tell us your story. So there was a, 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 a comic shop newsstand, like in that little area. Okay. And I'm a comic book nerd. So I would, after, not to say I was a smart kid, but I would get out of school early and I would go. <laughs> uh, Avoid I, the traffic. I, I would take the train and I would go get my comics at the train station. And I, I remember I had like a herringbone gold necklace. And just imagine, imagine <laughs> this guy. About like a hundred pounds lighter, so bigger features, bigger action. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I had like a, a herringbone gold chain, and I had a handful of comic books. I'm going up to the train station, and mind you, there was like a martyr police guy at the entrance of the train station, uh-huh. and then you got to go up the steps of the West End train station. I'm going up, two guys coming down, and I just knew, like the way they're looking at me, I just knew it's done because it registered in my head. Oh shit, I got this big ass herringbone gold chain. Oh, you look too spry, Mario. They got me. And I was screaming. Did and they, they beat you up? They didn't beat me up. I kind of fought back as much as I could fight back. Did they say anything or was it just like, whoop, they're they just, at you? They just, they just took me. They just snatched they my chain, oh. threw my comics down, and the whole time I... Oh, but, they threw your comics like in the movies, like the movies. <laughs> uh, 
He's he's lived that life, man. Mario has been there, man. I lived that life. They threw my comments. I was more mad about the comments than I was about my gold chain. As well as I should be. But here's the kicker. The Marta police guy was at at the foot. Like he was down like a ways of the like the where you go up the steps. Uh-huh. He was right there. And I'm screaming like, help, help, help. That motherfucker didn't do nothing. Like I'm, I'm picking up my comments. I'm all, I'm all like kind of like hurting my feelings and stuff. I'm picking up my comments, and I'm like, hey man, they was coming station? down. I was going up. Okay, I was gonna yeah. say if they went up and just waited for their train, and the guy no, did nothing. No, they, they got my chain and they they went down. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That makes they, a lot they, more sense. they gave me like a little two piece sandwich, and I gave a little two piece sandwich. Maybe they we gave can more two piece sandwiches, and then they got me. Yeah. Maybe you can ask the viewers to leave their I got beat up or I got jumped and uh, they stole my comic story in the comments. Uh, Hashtag I got jumped. I, I would have been more mad if they stole my comics. So I didn't care about the gold chain. Yo, true, man, true if, you, if you ever been jumped chain. at the West there, End comic. train station, I'll, drop I'll, an I'll angry would. react in the comments, man. Let me see that angry emoji. So, so yeah, that's my that's my, my West End train station and story. And also, if you're listening and you were the person who grabbed Mario's chain. Two, two people. Yeah. Two people. Two who people. do you think you are? Two Both people. Of you. If y'all still out there, uh, the two guys who robbed me when I was a 17-year-old, uh, I forgive you. And I don't feel free to contact me. We're going to find out where they live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to find out. Where, nah. Here, here, here's the golden question, though. What comics were they? Okay. I remember. <laughs> of course you did. Why would Okay. 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 I remember. I remember this was uh I had it was, it was mostly X Men and I remember it's like Age Age of Apocalypse comics. That's more good. Uh, there was some Captain America in there. Uh, there was some Spider Man, but mostly X Men. Where you get all yeah. this money to get to, to buy so many comics? Back in his day, there were ten cents. Okay. Oh, that's right. You know, you I'm not that old, okay? <laughs> he had that lemonade stand. It was only like a dollar twenty-five. <laughs> but uh, how I get the money? Don't worry about it. Oh. Hey, don't worry he about it, man. someone else's mm-hmm. gold chain. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Well, you think I got a hair but It was karma. <laughs> came around. <laughs> you used to call him Money Mario. <laughs> money Mario. He had the coins. Like, him, I had all the coins. Oh, the money moves. Nah, nah, nah. Touch this but, uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the, that's the tangent. But yeah, I, that train station, I have, I have feelings about it. Yeah. So. Yeah. So you guys have artwork all over the city. We do. Inside of multiple. Not yet. It, not inside. Yet. Not yet. We're getting there. We're trying. It looks no, that way. It, and you, you got inside businesses. Uh, do you guys have? Are you guys inside any schools? No, I don't think we are in inside schools. No, we did the. Uh, we the, the what's the academy in, in Decatur? Well, we've yeah. we've done yeah. some. Um, we did art there, but it wasn't. We like did art there. Yeah. Yeah. Mural okay. Mural. The 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 the. The benches. We did the the school. Oh, we did the uh, yeah. benches. Yeah, we yeah. did the school benches. School. Yeah, yeah. We worked with a few uh, high schools and a few um, middle schools. I think that was an elementary or preschool. Elementary. We done a lot of schools, but that, okay. well, that was more about going in and painting with the kids and showing them things. More oh, okay. Putting a instructional. Mural. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and you guys document a lot of your work on the Instagram account that you have, Lotus Eaters yeah, Club, right? Yeah, at the Lotus Eaters Club. When, uh, what's the what's the genesis of that account? What's the origin story? How did you guys arrive at the name? Uh, has it always been you four? Is it more than you guys? No, there's actually a lot more. I'm going to take the question if I may. Yeah, go for it. Montaigne um, of Atlanta Art. <laughs> we are about, I think, eight to ten artists. Um, a lot of us work together in the same studio. So it, it, it became a friendship, and we, we, outside of work, we would always hang out and draw. And uh, it became, uh, we started with the Free Atlanta, Free Art Friday. 
If you don't know that about that, it's uh, you can hashtag free our Friday ATL. Okay. And about every Friday, um, artists drop free art, and you can find free art all over the city. And uh, we started with that, and we wanted to do an augmented reality uh, art. Mm -hmm. How can we do the cartoons that we like in the animation and mix it with uh, murals and free art? Okay. So we develop an app where you can, uh, if you have a piece of art, you open our app, the piece animates. And uh, maybe Very we nice. can show it right now. Check it out right here on the screen. <laughs> That's really cool. Is that how it works? This is this is uh, oh, look at it. Right this is there. exactly what he's talking about right yeah. here. Um, so it became it became a, a goal project. Like let's get together and make this happen. Let's try to figure it out. Um, so we created their uh, Lotus Theaters Club. I believe Rod came up with the name. Okay, he's not here right now. Kilamari. and. Um, <sighs> Are we talking about the origins of the name? Yeah, the origins of the game. I mean, uh, we we relate to the Lotus Theaters. It comes from the Odyssey. Okay. Um, when they're traveling around, they arrive to, they arrive to this island, and is where the Lotus Theaters live. And basically, the, all they do is they eat these plants mm -hmm. and they party and they eat and they play around. And play around. It's debauchery. debauchery. It's okay. Playing debauchery, and uh, we work really hard, but we also party pretty hard. Yeah. So it was a perfect example for us of like. We're just a bunch of drinkers and stoners, and we draw and we work hard, but mm -hmm. uh, family of just having fun and enjoying it. So he really we connected with that, and I was like, "Yeah, that's us." Cool. Um, so yeah, and then we just grew from there. We started doing with that project; it took off, and we started doing murals. And very luckily, we've been we've been growing pretty consistently. Pretty consistently, there's about ten members in our group, and we are all editors, artists, animators, illustrators, illustrators designers. So we have a little bit of everything. So we're trying to grow as a company and because we have so many talented folk. Yep. yep. Now I'm sure a lot of people listening at home are wondering how can they get in the club? <laughs> it's an exclusive club. Yeah. Unfortunately yeah. not taking new members at the moment, but uh, yeah, we're pretty solid on that, but it's always nice to have, you it's know, exclusive membership only. Yeah. See, uh, I like to think of us as I said it before, the Wu-Tang Clan of Atlanta art. Yeah. And, and the reason I say that is because just like the Wu-Tang Clan, we're individual artists with our individual styles, but when they come together, we form the Lotus Ears Club, like the Wu-Tang Clan, like Voltron. Like you know Voltron. what I'm saying? Like so like... So Rob, many nerd references. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so Rob would be like the Rizzo. <laughs> you know, know what I'm saying? You would be the, ghost face. You're a ghost face. He's Jizza. You know what I'm saying? And... I guess I'm old, dirty bastard. I guess I don't know. Oh, you guess. <laughs> yeah. Big baby Jesus. Big baby Jesus. But yeah, but like just like the Wu Tang Clan, everybody has like skill sets that are very specific to each one of them, or styles that's uh, very specific to them. Like we got members of our group who can do like very like uh, detailed, uh, anatomically correct art. Like Courtney. Oh man. Like when it comes to anatomy and stuff goat? like that, she kills it. Are you the goat for that? She's the goat. She's that's one of the goats she's for like goat. for like like anatomy uh chris man like as far as like animation yeah this dude this, <laughs> this dude can animate anything what uh what kind of software tools are you're using these days uh i my preferred one is harmony uh toon boom harmony okay it is by far the best it's got like animation. a huge community everybody uses it yeah i feel like it's fairly standard i, I, I think in the animation industry it really goes from harmony toon boom and flash uh, Flash is still very much used because it's still Adobe Flash, or I guess it's called now Adobe Animates. A character animator? Yeah. Is that the same thing? 
I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah. Um, I actually did not know that Flash was still a driving industry force like that. Because it's very cheap. Yeah. Because okay. when you're looking at, um, you can buy Flash for 400 bucks, or you can buy Harmony for 1200 uh -huh. and you need 60 seats okay. for your animation studio, it really becomes a uh, big I see, difference. I see, I see. For example, uh, BoJack Horseman, yeah. Netflix, that's still Flash. Flash. Is it really? It's 100%. Like the people who are leading the projects also worked in Flash their whole lives. Oh, okay. So, so like they prefer it because they know. It's cheaper, so mm -hmm. they can like, what, no. So what are some uh, pros and cons of either software suite like what, what's something you can do really well in flash that may you might not be able to do in toon boom or vice versa i think it's vice versa at least to me i can do everything better in harmony okay so i mean it, there's nothing that i can do in flash better that i can do in 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 I'm harmony and it's just cheaper it, it's just nice. cheaper and that's and that's and that's that okay uh, i'm always gonna lean towards harmony it's just it's just driven for Running animation. towards harmony. Mm. Oh, it's beautiful. That is beautiful. Now, are are you? Is it more? Are you more PC, more Mac? Are you ambidextrous? Can you do both? I like Macs. I okay. like Macs. Mm -hmm. um, I think a lot of that came from uh, Macs are fairly standard in the uh, creative world. Yes. So every studio that I've worked at, it's always been Mac. Okay. So I think just for that, you just get used to it. And, sure, you sure. Know, and compatibility, you just do have a Mac at home. You have a Mac at the studio. You just have you, have you ever just rolled up your sleeves and gotten down and dirty in Windows 10? It's going back to PC. We just after, switched to PCs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you guys did? We yeah, just switched to cheaper. PCs. What's the, uh, what's the idea behind that? It, They're cheaper. Yeah, okay. they just, our studio is growing so quick that equipping everybody with a new Mac yeah. is like... That, that Apple tax. Up, but it's yeah. like, seriously, trying to bounce back to a PC we, after we're a Mac doing a, a headache and a half. We're doing a big project, a big well, a feature film for Netflix right now. Mm -hmm. So we're going to have to staff big time. So just to stay, the whole studio to stay in the same page, we're switching to Macs because they're so much cheaper. To PCs. To PCs. Yeah. Um, so it's been a little bit of like, and it's the same. At the end of the day, it's the same. It's just, just to get used to it. Yeah. It's just the shortcuts. The shortcuts and oh, uh, space or screenshot or mm -hmm. command <laughs> and control. But at the end of the day, it works the same way. I'm just used to Max. Hopefully, your IT department can configure a group policy that uh, Windows won't automatically try to slide in those updates. Uh, we do have an amazing IT department, <laughs> and they're the giants. They're, During the day, they, they take care of everything for us. Sure. Have, um, so, oh, this is what I was going to ask you yeah. guys. So I, I work in a lot of digital art, right? And sometimes I'll be editing a video or something like that, and the power will go out. <laughs> now, I've since uh, hard-coded this autosave every 10 minutes or so, and it's unfortunate when you're working on something and then it just dies on you, right? When you guys are working on murals out in the world and you guys are going up against the elements, have you ever been, like, 50% complete and then like had uh, like a dog piss on your work while you're <laughs> working or a car splashing water on it as you go by? Uh, we're pretty good about setting up the space and knowing what to expect. There's a few things where like rain right now. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, there's been a couple of times like we campaign because it's pouring down. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I feel like the main thing that is most common would be like, oh, we ran out of this color. Okay. Like, yeah. Can we make this work? With another color, or do we have to go and try to get yeah. more of this mix? There's been a couple of times where like, it just took too long, and we're painting at night, and we don't have any light. And there's been a couple of times where we're painting with the flashlights on our phones. Oh, okay. Yeah. But since it's not technical-driven, a lot of those things, we don't have those kind of issues. We're like, 
It's mon mostly our human error that, oh, we fucked up, we forgot to bring this, okay. and we don't have it, and we just have to make shift okay. and figure it out on the fly. Okay. But yeah. One time on uh, the Marta mural, we brought enamel paint for one of the colors, and I just remember that being oh. like a very annoying, because enamel paint is like, it's not as opaque, so you're putting it on, and it takes forever to dry. I think I put we at put least like 11 eight, layers. Yeah, yeah 11 yeah. layers. Just, yeah. If it wasn't completely dry, if you tried to it was put worse. paint on, it would tear up all the paint. Yep. That was the worst. That was the worst. Hell on earth. As Lotus Eaters Club, what are some projects that you guys have coming up that you could talk about? We have a few murals. It's not, oh, well, we have a few murals coming up in uh, Hay Bill. Yep. It's not fully set in stone yet, mm -hmm. but I'm excited for those. They're going to be, be one project. of the biggest murals we have done. You guys are going to be documenting the process on the Instagram. So sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, guys, go ahead and make a new tab while you're listening to this and pull up Lotus Eaters Club and bless these. Bless these people with a follow. Yeah, follow us. We'll check out the art. <laughs> so something, a project that we'd like to get going is uh, our own little video game. Uh, we've been thinking about that for a while. Oh, yeah. And we yeah. platform gaming. And we've got such a great team of like artists and coders and all of us love and play video games. So it just seemed like the natural next step. Yeah, it's going to take a minute because we're just now doing, uh, messing with the coding and the look and the, uh, we, we have all, I've, so only, much to think I've about. I've done a few yeah, animation a tests already, big, but big um, yeah, I'm, ex I'm excited for that project. Uh, and then mainly just trying to get walls. Mm -hmm. Just trying to get yeah. walls. Yeah, it's our favorite thing to do. So it's, it's do, the do best people way submit to... walls to you as leads? Like, check this wall out. It's, it's a combination of both. Like, uh, oftentimes uh, people will come to us, but we also headhunt. Okay, yeah. Like, yeah, if you see a wall, stuff. that's yeah, ideal. Yeah. Like, a lot of times, me and you, man, we're yeah. <laughs> we be out and, there just mm -hmm. like, Hitting people up. Yeah, yeah. And it's always just like the whole like the recommendation of like the walls available. It looks good. They they have the budget or not? Because okay. that always implemented. It's usually like, a budget issue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's always a budget issue. I'm like, oh, that's a great wall, but I'm like, I don't have any money. Uh, like uh, I can't uh, spend my own money to paint that wall. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. spend Our most recent four one, days of uh, hard work. Westview Grocery. Uh, that, that was that was literally uh, I, I, how we. There's many steps how we got it, but uh, literally I was I was helping out a friend who had a mural. On um, one piece of the wall at Westview Grocery on the west side, it's a good corner store. It's awesome. Has a lot of great stuff. It's right there. Yeah, it's right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. I've never been. I gotta go check it's, it out. It's great. We so, just but, painted the outside. So yeah. You'll see. Oh, okay. How we got that? Essentially, uh, my buddy Bearded Glasses was doing a mural, and I helped him out. And then I like, hey man, get on this. Like I went to Chris. <laughs> I'm like, hey man, stay in contact with these people, and he made it happen. So it's something as simple as you just come across something, you talk to the people, then you just stay in communication, and then. Mm -hmm. It works out. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, Westview Grocery is the most recent one. No, actually here. Here is the most recent one and in Westview. No, we just did a we just no. did a mural. We just did a sick mural yep. on Studioplex right next to Prague. That's it, Studioplex. Yeah. You can check it out right here. Wow. Wow. Gosh. Yeah. And so Westview Mural. So real. Westview Mural right here. <laughs> <laughs> Can we do something in my hand, like, mm -hmm. and a laser sound? Yeah. At, okay, what are we looking at? This. Whoa. Choo, choo, choo. Hey. <laughs> What's happening? Whoa. <laughs> Graphics. They yeah, they're, they're doing movie magic. Just <laughs> roll with it. Oh, that one. Oh, that one. Oh, gosh. That was <laughs> quick. I'm lost. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Lotus Eaters Club. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're very awkward people. No, but fun. Yeah. 
And I, I want to thank you guys for sitting down with me today. Thank you so much thank for having, having us. us. It was so yeah, much man. fun. A lot of fun. What do you say we get out of here and get some pizza or something? Oh, I'm going to do it. I'll do it. Is it pizza I'm time? Do some pizza. Pizza time. It is very much pizza time. Okay. Wait a minute. Is it Fellini's pizza? Best pizza. It's going to be Fellini's. Can we have a sausage and pineapple or ham and pineapple? <laughs> I, think, I think they can They can put whatever we want. Okay, yeah. good, good, good. It's like you hear that right? I'm getting ham and pineapple. It's like flatbread with some shit on top of it, you know? Yep. Really? That's all it is. <laughs> it's, it's, it's an open-faced sandwich. But, but perfect magic. before we get out of here, just because we've got the ears of everybody from inside the perimeter all the way up to New Jersey, oh, shit. let these folks know something, man. Um, I have the innate ability to sleep on command anywhere. It doesn't matter if it's inside, outside, lots of noise, uh, music. It does not matter. I can fall asleep anywhere. We probably have some pictures of that. We, <laughs> we do. I can so sleep. So many of them. Oh, anywhere. so cute. I can sleep anywhere. I got one right here. <laughs> what? Oh, that's my favorite one. Wow. Yes. I have Your that turn ability. Because I, I'm trying to think of something fun. You, you go. <laughs> bacon. You can, you can eat a lot of bacon. Why he's, why he's taking the time yeah. to figure that out. Uh, so yes, we're doing uh, a few art shows around town and. Pope Bookstore is going to be the most mm -hmm. recent one. Pope Bookstore. You have, you're doing, you have some work right now hanging. Uh, Kylan Gallery. Kylan Gallery. Uh, I have some art at Kylan Gallery. Shout out to Blackhead. Um, yeah, we Port have a, we have a show coming up. Uh, Pope Gallery. Yep. Uh, on, I think it's 11th and Northside. Yeah. 11, yeah. 11th Street and Northside. Really cool space. It'll be, it's a art street theme. Uh, with some amazing artists, and uh, we're excited for that. It'll be there showing for a few weeks, so yep. swim by and check it out. Excellent. Yep. Do I have anything? You pointed at me like I might have something. <laughs> 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 you, you, you have the uh, the kindest, Aww, sweetest soul no. of anyone I know. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. it. Big, that's soul. Big, big soul. Big soul. Big soul. Man, she you see who I'm sitting here with, man. You heard it first. It's Ben Scarborough and the Lotus Eaters Club chilling here at Third Eye Collective in the secret room, man. Woo! Secret room. And we'll see you guys on the next one. Peace out.